Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner Caroline Pope as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with the Animals. I'm your host, Caroline Pope. Thank you for joining me. Now, today, I'm going to... It's basically the first of a two-part rant. You'll have to wait until early June for the second and most important part, simply for legal reasons. But today we're going to be talking about the need for people to speak up because people basically don't. The old burying the head in the sand or I don't want to rock the boat etc, etc. I understand that it's a common human behavior and hell, we've all done it from time to time. But when an animal's welfare is at stake, I'm sorry, but there's no excuse. Now, speaking up can be hell. I'm the first to say so. You don't always get listened to. You can be ignored. You can be deliberately blocked. You can potentially have legal action taken against you. However, that does not negate the need for you to do so. For example, um, one of my clients had a dog and basically the, um, the father was playing football with this dog and he was doing it in order to get at his wife and kid because that's just yeah how men do, not. So the wife would not speak up against the husband. The RSPCA had been mentioned, so he conveniently then did it inside where people couldn't see as opposed to outside where the neighbours CC um, TV managed to pick it up and, you know, the neighbours were filming it. And, you know, it may have been domestic violence. You know, if the wife chooses to be in that situation and not speak up, that's entirely up to her. I don't think there's any excuse when she has a child as well, but, again, her journey... Where I draw the line is where she knows and has had asked and has said no when an animal is suffering. Now, fortunately, um, an absolute hats off to this young man. He's no more than 10. And he followed the RSPCA inspector out when his mother wasn't looking and told him what was really going on, which was basically the dad was playing football with the dog. The dog was then seized. Um, I really admire this young boy. He knew he was going to pay for it, but he loved his dog enough that he wanted better things for it. Now, um, surprisingly, the dog's got the most amazing temperament. Always happens to nice dogs, doesn't it? Um, He has got a few health problems as a result of the treatment that he's endured, but he's got a wonderful, loving home, not that far from where he originally came from. And unofficially, the young child can now see him on his way to school, but you haven't heard that. 
Now, if this child had not spoken up, I have absolutely no doubt, because I was called into it, that the father would have killed this dog. So, you know, and yet nothing to see move along was the easiest avenue for someone to go down. To me, that is inexcusable. It's the same as people going away. Um, One person I knew, their dog died of bloat because they went away for seven days. So what did he do? He left seven bowls of dry food in the yard. I'm not kidding. Of course, the dog ate it all, had a big drink, had bloat and died. Now, the um, none of the family were prepared to speak up. They knew what was going to happen, but it was much, much easier. And these, I might add, these people really profess to love, love this dog and they do anything for it. Three of them told me in separate conversations that they knew what was going to happen and they weren't happy. But none of them would speak up. None of them would alert authorities. None of them would do anything because they didn't want to upset the rest of the family. So, I mean, what do you do, really? I also had a cat. It was a really sad situation. Um, the cat was part of a family split. And as is often the case with children, animals are always um, or very often used as emotional um, blackmail in the same way you know, apparently now in America, there's quite a few court cases about who gets custody of the pet. So it's really not that different here. I don't know of too many court cases, but, you know, I haven't been to the family court recently either. There's every chance that it may well be the case. Now, this cat wound up at 15, living outside within a freezing cold garage, locked in the garage 24-7, with no human contact. Now, people knew about this, but again, they weren't prepared to speak up in court because they didn't want to upset family dynamics because this actually was brought up as part of the settlement. The cat was actually included theoretically as part of the settlement. Now, lots of family members knew about this. They all told me how terrible they felt, how upset they were. This poor cat who's been in pain and he'd actually been hit by a car years ago um, and had a pretty smashed up pelvis and lots and lots of arthritic changes as a result. This cat is now living in Melbourne in a freezing cold garage. He'd been a big part of the family, lots of human interaction He's now, or was, now in a garage with no human interaction, no heating, no cooling, and everyone who professed to love this cat so very, very much chose to do nothing because they didn't want to upset family members. Now, I'm sorry, that's inexcusable. Speak up, go in, get the cat or alert authorities, make life very, very difficult for people because people like that, you know, quite frankly, I just would have broken into the garage, but that's just me and I'm not necessarily advocating breaking and entering. Well, maybe, you know, but in all seriousness, when you make life uncomfortable for those people, they cave. These are the sorts of things I have seen one, um, 
in an adjustment property, a child continuously bashing the pony around the head with a whip. Now, the parents knew that and weren't prepared to stop the child because otherwise she would hit people at home. And when I told the parents what was going on, they said, oh, we know, we, we don't like it, but it's because it's a bad pony. If it wasn't a bad pony, she wouldn't hit it. When I pointed out the fact that perhaps I should hit the child over the um, face with a whip, they said, oh, no, that's assault. My response was, what's the difference between hitting a kid over the face or a horse over the face with a horse whip? Neither of it should happen. Oh, yes, but otherwise she gets uh, angry and takes out her frustrations at home. So what you're telling me is you're happy for this poor pony to be a punching bag because you're not parenting properly. Oh, no, that's not the case, really. Well, perhaps you'd like to explain to me exactly what's going on then because that's the way it appears. Oh, Now, there were quite a few people at this adjustment property that saw what happened on a regular basis. This was a big adjustment property. But it's much, much easier for everybody to turn around and go, not my pony, not my problem, than step in and do something. I ultimately got that um, pony taken off the child basically by um, threatening the parents with all sorts of um, fairly unspeakable things that would happen if they didn't. So they decided it was much easier to not deal with me and not have a pony than deal with me and the potential um, ramifications. There is no excuse for hitting a horse over the head with a whip, ever, let alone allowing a child to do it regularly. And yet there, I would say, now very conservatively, there were over 30 people at that adjustment property that had seen that happen. And I'm not talking just once or twice. I am talking very regularly, at least 15 or 20 times in a month. And yet nobody was prepared to step up and speak out. Your animals are your responsibility. As a society, We have a responsibility, not only to our fellow humans, but also to our animals. I can't remember who said um, how we treat animals is basically showing how our society is. Quite frankly, at the moment, I would say our society has a very long way to go. So next time you see something you're not comfortable with, don't look away Don't say it's someone else's problem. Please, for the animal's sake, speak up. One day, perhaps someone will then, when you need it, speak up for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking With The Animals. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe. I'd love it if you left a review. As I've said before, this is uh, one of a two-part series. Look out for the other in early June. I will obviously be doing a podcast again before then. Apologies for this one being late. Mother's Day and we all know how busy life can get. As always, remember, if you've got a topic you want covered, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line. And until next time, remember to protect, 
and talk with the animals. Thank you for listening to Talking with the Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator CST and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time.